0: Welcome to What's Working
1: in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, new team, new sports league here in D.C. We will benefit from the 100 years of, of, of NFL history, the 150 years of, of college football history, but we're not limited by it. We get to try different things out. There's a new game in
0: town, football that is. The XFL and D.C. Defenders launched this spring in Audi Field, and we have the man in the studio with the plan to make it happen. He's Eric Moses, a well-connected member of the D.C. sports community, and he's taken the plunge and is leading the creation of a new team and a new professional sports league in our nation's capital. Well, is there room in our region's sports hearts for another team and league? Let's find out. Eric, thanks for joining us.
1: I appreciate you having me.
0: Well, you've been active building the D.C. sports scene behind the scenes for quite a while, working on many things, including helping to get Nationals Park built.
1: How did you get into the sports industry as a career? It's, it's an interesting winding road. So I, I, went to, uh, I went to undergrad at the University of North Carolina. We like to call ourselves the University of National Champions. Um, <laughs> and, and went to school with a lot of guys who, who ended up playing professionally in football and, and in basketball. And then went to law school at our hated rival down the street at Duke University. And, and, and went to law school thinking I would be a sports agent. And so always was very interested in the, the business of sports. Uh, certainly a fan. Played a little bit all the way, you know, through high school, uh, but but really always was interested in the way sports worked um, from a business standpoint. Uh, and then when I graduated from law school with with quite a bit of debt, uh, I figured I wasn't going to be able to pay off those law school loans by chasing 20 and 21 year old kids around the country to try to get them to sign with me. So, uh, came to Washington D.C. to be a communications attorney, and uh, long winding professional road, but. Um, Got a call from Mayor Fenty who said, uh, we'd like you to come and, and run the, what was then the D.C. Sports Entertainment Commission uh, and finish up Nationals Park and uh, close that out and, uh, and then broaden out that, that agency that had been focused on baseball for quite a while. Bringing the Nats to D.C. first at RFK, getting RFK together, then building Nats Park. And really its mission was to attract, promote, and host sporting and entertainment events for the city. And they wanted me to close one project out and get back to that broader mission.
0: It's very interesting to me how um, underappreciated sports is as an economic development engine in a community.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a big part of why the commission existed and now its um, um, subsequent organization, which is Events DC, of whom I worked the last 10 years, uh, is really about what those kinds of large scale events can do for the tax base here and for the economic base here. So in addition to those events making our city a more vibrant place to live, it makes it a better place to visit. And we, as you know, I mean, we want people coming here from outside of the region, staying in our hotels, eating in our restaurants, riding on our metro system, because all of that creates economic uh, impact in a positive way for our city.
0: It's been very interesting watching D.C. grow and change first with uh, what was in the MCI Center and now Nationals Park. It clearly makes a difference when you have people there night after night and day after day. So you, you're involved in this from the standpoint of, helping to build the infrastructure for sports industry, as it were. And then you suddenly have this opportunity. It's almost like a a dream come true for any kid who's played fantasy sports. You're the the president of a team, for God's sakes. (laughs) How how did you get the opportunity to do this? What prompted you
1: to take it? Well, I was recruited by an executive search firm for this opportunity. And and frankly, they were one that I had had some conversations with about other opportunities in the past. And they said to me, as soon as this came across our desk, we knew the perfect person for it. And uh, and thankfully, Mr. McMahon and, and Commissioner Luck and our president, Jeffrey Pollack, uh, agreed with them. Uh, it, it is, for me, I think, the natural extension of what I've been doing over my career and certainly the last 10 years. I get to stay in a city that I love. I get to continue to promote this city. Uh, but I get to focus on one team and on building that team from the ground up. And it's a really, it, it's a unique opportunity. And it sounds corny to say, but I'll keep saying it until people tell me I can't. Uh, it, it's an opportunity to make history. And uh, how often do we get to do that in our in our careers?
0: You know, I find that the people that come on the show, what they generally have in common is they like building things, and that's something that uh, really ties this community together in, in a really big way. People like to change things, like to serve. I'm looking at the XFL, and I'm seeing an opportunity to build a new league, but I'm also seeing you know, other leagues that have tried over the years to do spring
1: football. How are you approaching this that's going to make it more likely to be successful do you think? Yeah, I think we um, you know, we have a couple benefits that that other leagues have not had. One, this is the the second iteration of the XFL. So our chairman Vince McMahon, who is also chairman and CEO of the WWE, um has gone down this road before. Um and I think learned a lot from that experience almost 20 years ago. Um what people forget about that, you know, some call it a failed experiment is that the way that, that we consume sports in this country was changed uh, in a very significant way by the XFL. Uh, the sky cam that we've all that's become ubiquitous with all sporting events that you know that's on that wire above the field that takes those pictures that came from the XFL. Miking up players. Uh, so you could hear them during the game. That came from the XFL. Even the the thing that people remember the most, which is the nicknames on the back he of the jerseys, me. right? right. Uh, who, by the way, played in the NFL yeah, for eight right. years. Right. Um, you know, the NBA does that for a couple of games a year. They let guys put their nicknames on the back. So all of these creative and innovative uh, kind of fan-focused things uh, came out of the XFL. What I believe that we learned from that is that Having a league that is willing to take chances and willing to be an innovation platform for the way the game is played as well as the way the game is presented is something that that works and that people want to see. And so, you know, I like to say we 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 will benefit from the hundred years of, of of NFL history, the hundred and fifty years of, of college football history, but we're not limited by it. We get to try different things out. So. Vince announced in January of 2018 that we'd get started in February of 2020. So there's a two-year runway. There's all the accumulated knowledge from uh, 20 years ago uh, and from last year. You had the the Alliance of American Football that Charlie Ebersole and, and Bill Polian started out. Uh, and we think, my very humble opinion, is that they, they rushed to get their product out a year before ours. And, you know, unfortunately, they didn't make it through their their first season. And so we have, I think, the the vision, the leadership, and the financing necessary to really stand up a league like this, which is not cheap, as we all know.
0: I think the rushing point is actually, uh, forgive the football pun, a, a very important point here, which is that football is a sport, I think, that is played, when it's played well, it's played well because you have good players and good coaching. Otherwise, it's just complete It's boring, honestly. And I think all of us, and my there, Eric, you included, we've all played fantasy sports over the years and all fantasized that we would have an opportunity to put a team together. (laughs) What's this actually like to to build a
1: team and, and be able to put something together that can be properly coached and be a good product on the field? It's a lot of fun. It's certainly a lot of work. Um, a couple of things to point out. So, so we are a single entity um, structure, meaning that, that alpha entertainment, uh, the company started by by Mr. McMahon to, to relaunch the league owns all eight teams. And so the great thing about that is while we will compete very hard on the field, we are all trying to create the tide that raises all boats, right? Because we'll live and die together um, as, as, as uh, a, as a league. Uh, and so Having the, the feeling that you are in these trenches with my seven other colleagues who are running those other teams has been um, very useful for me. We also have a, a slightly different structure. So because we're a single entity, Commissioner Luck runs all of football operations uh, and all of the football people, if you will, report to him. And that includes our coaches who also are our GMs. So all of our head coaches are head coach and GM. Uh, as the saying goes, they get to pick the groceries and make the make the the meal, mm-hmm. um, and I run business operations, and so I create a staff to run business operations. That's ticket sales, it's sponsorships, that's um, social media, it's marketing, it's all of the things that that touch the the fan experience, fan engagement, and the business part of the uh, of the team. So it's been fun. I, I love my partnership with Pep Hamilton, who is our our coach and GM. He's a son of Howard University, um, was Andrew Luck's quarterbacks coach, and uh, in college and in the pros was most recently the assistant head coach at at university of Michigan. And so is an offensive guru and and, and somebody who our players have already said the ones we've drafted and have already said they want to play for this guy. And so we have a great partnership and, and building this together with him has been a lot of fun even thus far.
0: It's interesting to me, as you describe the organization it feels to me like what's different here is instead of there being multiple teams competing, the team's competing, but they're competing within a common structure, right? Correct. I Correct. It's yeah. going to be very interesting to see if uh, uh, how that dynamic is, is different. Football is one of these games that there have been dark clouds over it, just generally, all the concerns about concussions and player health and a lot of politicization recently. Uh, how...
1: How are your how's your league react or how do you see your league in in, re, in relation to those clouds? Football is is a a sport that is in some ways inherently dangerous when you have big men who are very fast uh, running into each other at high rates of speed. We have a health and safety uh, committee that we put together even before the league launched. Um, there's a lot of focus on how do we make the game incrementally safer. Um, And some of our rule changes and innovations around the rules are are done for that purpose. To give you an example, uh, on our kickoffs, uh, the the coverage team and the kickoff team are likely to be much closer together than they are uh, in other football leagues. So five yards apart, which means less high velocity, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, collisions, et cetera. Um, But we're going to be very mindful of it. I think we're going to take the right approach from the very beginning, which is to identify it as an area of priority. Um, To have experts on staff who will allow us to uh, collect data and analyze that data and look for, again, rule changes and rule innovations that make the game more exciting, but also can make the game safer. And that's something that being a brand new league allows you to do. We can take chances. We can experiment. We can do things that are different. And if we get those things right, then who knows? Maybe they get adopted by, by the NFL, by the CFL, and, and, and even by college football. It's interesting. I think
0: your structure organizationally will allow you to be more agile, more like a startup if you want to change something. it be fascinating to watch how it develops. Last question before I let you go, Eric. This must be a strange and wondrous thing to be in the middle of all these things. I can only imagine. What's been the, like, the most wild, I can't believe this is happening. to me, experience you've had so far?
1: We had our, our player draft a couple weeks ago, and uh, our quarterback, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him because I think we have the best quarterback in the league, uh, is Cardell Jones, who played at, uh, I'm supposed to say, the Ohio State University uh, and won a national championship in 2015. Remarkable young man, uh, six foot five, 260 pounds, an uh, uh, arm like a cannon. Um we went to uh, we had our first fan meet and greet when he was in town. Had about two hundred people show up to cheer on the defenders and hear from him and Pep and myself. And that evening, I actually signed five autographs, <laughs> which blew the top of my head off. Because because literally each time I was asked, I kind of went, y- "You want what now? From from who?" Uh, and so I had the conversation after the the meet and greet with with Pep and with Cardell, and I said, "You guys are accustomed to this, right? One's a big star, the other's a coach, and you know at the highest levels." You guys are used to being kind of celebrities in this way. I come most recently from a quasi-governmental experience. So when people want to talk to me after a get-together, it's usually to complain. Uh, It's not to ask for autographs or pictures. So that was the most remarkable thing uh, I've had. Uh, So it it was a lot of fun. I know that may change once we start playing, but... uh, but uh, that was pretty pretty heady experience.
0: Well, Eric Moses, before I let you leave today, I'm going to make you sign something for me, too. But thanks for coming <laughs> on the show today, and good luck with D.C. Defenders. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, and our web writer is B. Aldrich. Music provided by two local bands, the Sunbathers and my own band, Two Car Living Room. A special shout-out to Marymount University's School of Business and Technology. I'm the dean there now, and we are working hard to help our students master business and technology so it doesn't master them. Check us out at marymount.edu. And, of course, thanks to Active Navigation, Sail Shaw, and the Greater Washington Board of Trade who provide the financial support to make this show possible. If you have a story idea, don't forget to tweet us at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for joining us.